Ahora aquí no hay milicia, mañana. Refreshment. Anyway, some bananian stuff, guys. Neen Johnny. I'm Bree and I have a podcast. Um, Kajeno, Kizwa Diske, me. I get to wear about the medical aid, if Tunzer Patelady Levy. Like, that's the thing that pisses me off. Like, why do I have to pay a levy fee if we're paying like thousands and thousands of rands? For medical aid, like we are allowed. It's again, you know, when I leave you to something, come on, get it, please, get it, please, that depression, get it, please, that anxiety, get it, please, that prevent, get it, please, that get out of our own or and medical aid is on the recovery, loads, get it, loads, valid. These are valid purchases valid medic medication anyway guys i'm trying out this new mic i got from volcano it was like 200 bucks now nah. tell me how the sound is like because i don't know if i like it or not or whatever but it's okay i think sort of like i guess comment down below tell me how you like the mic um today i'm very very beautiful Excuse me. I'm taking this thing seriously. I only have makeup on and I only made an effort to look pretty today because my mom said I should look less like a rat in my previous video. She said it to my fucking face on video time and video call. So can again. Let me try to make an effort. This time, the last day and Anyway, guys, um, I was on live, but when and like people keep asking me, "Hey, do you have a boyfriend? Do you have a boyfriend?" And like my own, my answer is always the same. Like, no, I don't have one. Um, but do you have like girls? Yes, I like girls. Oh, are you bi? No, I'm not bi. It's much more complicated than that. Um. Um, I like human beings, to be honest. I like human beings, and I'm still figuring shit out for me because bi means I just like boys and girls. What about the transgender people? Because I happen to be attracted to some transgender men, some transgender women. I find very fucking sexy. So I'm like, what about them? So I'm like, I'm not bi. I'm like, am I pansexual? But at the same time, I don't like the heterosexual men. But whatever, whatever, whatever. And I sort of, I don't like heterosexual men. Yes, I'm still attracted to heterosexual men. I haven't ruled them out completely. But I just say I don't like them, you know. PTSD and stuff. Let's not get into that. Um, we, We're going to get into that, matter of fact. So, yeah. No, I don't have any plans of like being in a relationship or stuff like that. Like I'll probably be in a relationship in my 30s. Like I have so much to accomplish in this decade. I just turned 20. I turned 21 at the end of this year. I have so much to accomplish this decade. I want to be so content with where I am in life. By the time I turn 30, I must know hurry. Okay, I get 10 or 40. I can retire or 
I have worked hard so I don't have to worry about this and that and that and this or I can take care of like family members or I can retire my parents or 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 I can afford to send my brothers to school whatever you know I can afford to buy my brothers cars my siblings cars whatever you know I want to get to that point anyway um let's get into why I do not like men the story begins in 2009 and I I comment this a lot in my comment section on TikTok like people are always like oh who hurt you get everybody I don't mean like everyone, everyone, but I I mean like the story starts in 2009. 2009, I was in grade R. And I went to a um, co-ed primary school. And I was very innocent, very naive, very stupid. Like I thought the world was just rainbows and and pink. And I liked, I didn't like Barbie. I like brats. I I thought like the world was like that, you know, I was like such a diva and this and that. Like at the time I was still the only child, you know, I looked forward. I loved school at that time. I rem- like I remember a lot from my childhood, actually. And I remember this one time we were at the playground and I was on this jungle gym, not on the swing, on the jungle gym. Yeah? And these two boys who were both in my class let's call them shithead number one and shithead number two shithead number one goes i've never seen a female vagina shithead number two goes oh yeah me too in my head i'm like doesn't don't you guys have moms like doesn't she get naked in front of you boy you're only like five you know what do you mean you've never seen a female vagina and stuff like that and then i was like i was like what you haven't there's no way you be like your mom gets naked in front of you they were like yeah i'm like okay then describe it then they described a female vagina and and then they proceeded to go can you show us yours and at the time i was five i didn't really think i was doing any harm by showing them my fucking vagina but i didn't like spread my legs open or anything it was something like it was like quick like i, I didn't take off my pants like where i was on a fucking jungle gym I was making sure that nobody saw. So I went, this is how it looks. And then I, and I put my pants back on real quick again. And then I covered up again. And then they went, oh my God, I can't believe you did that. I'm like, wait, but you asked me to show you. What do you mean? I felt so fucking betrayed and manipulated. I'm not going to lie. I felt so stupid. Like, at the time, I didn't know what manipulation and betrayal was, but like I felt like I couldn't trust them anymore. Anything they said, I couldn't trust anymore. And I remember they held it against me for a good three to four years. Like every time my dad would come fetch me from school, they'd be like, "Hi, uh, oh," they'd be like, "Oh, there's your dad. Let's run and go tell shithead number one." Would be like, would tell shithead number two, let's run and go tell her dad. And I'd be like, no. And I'd plead with them. And I remember they would still torment me about it in like first grade, second grade at break or whatever. And they'd say it in front of classmates, mind you. And I would deny, deny, deny. And then go to the fucking bathrooms and cry my ass out. Like I would cry. What one? Cool. First grade passes through. They're still holding it over my head. Second grade comes through and they still holding it over my head. Um, but second grade, I de- I learned what a crush is. So I develop a crush for this boy in my class. 
let's call him shithead number three. Cool. Shithead number three had a friend who was tall and light-skinned. Let's call him shithead number four. Shithead number three, shithead number four had a crush on me, but I didn't like shithead number four. We were just friends and we had been, we were always friends, you know. Even if we see each other, even if we bump into each other today, we we greet each other. Hi, hi, how are you doing? I'm good. Oh, where do you live now? I live in Joburg, whatever, this and that. You know, it's cool. It's cool, no animosity in anything. And I had a crush on shithead number three so bad. But at that time, like, you know, usually kids' teeth start falling out at like five, six. Mine started falling out very late at like seven, eight. Like, it was crazy. I was in second grade with like no teeth. And time, my peers' teeth fell out in like grade, R grade one. And like, I still had my milk teeth by then. one. And most of my my teeth were like milk teeth, and I didn't have my two front teeth. And I had very rotten teeth because at that time I was obsessed with sweets. Well, I still am. I still have a sweet tooth, but I had very rotten teeth, and like I I had I was very dark because we would play in the sun a lot. I mean, you know, we're, we're in second grade. Come on, you know, kids get dark because they play in the sun a lot. We're, we were spending six to seven hours at school. I am going to get dark because I played a lot at school. I didn't just chill and sit. No, I was on the field. Cool. Shithead number. I had a crush on shithead number three. Nah. And I remember this one time we were going to assembly. We were lining up and it was CV's day. And I wore my best outfit, this Justin Bieber shirt. I loved it so much because I was such a fan of Justin Bieber at the time. And I was wearing these jeans and my new sneakers. And we were on in the line on the way to assembly. And shithead number four was like, oh, nah, nah. Shithead number three knew I had a crush on him because I had told him a long time ago. Like, I'm not scared to tell a guy, like, I like you. You know, we don't have to do anything about it. We don't have to get into a relationship or whatever. Um you don't i mean you don't have to like me back i mean you know but i'm gonna tell you that i have a crush on you and let's keep it like that i don't want to i don't want us to be boyfriend girlfriend or anything like no let's not let's not act on that let's keep it like that okay and i remember i remember he he shithead number three knew and i remember shithead number four going it was cv's day and i was like decked out i thought i thought i i was eating these bitches down like i thought i looked great and shithead number four was like oh between me and shithead number three who do you like whose outfit do you like the most and like shithead number three's outfit wasn't that dope shithead number four's outfit was cool but we were friends so i knew what he was trying to do he was trying to like out me and you know like embarrass me in front of my classmates so they can know like out me so they would know that i had a crush on shithead number three so I, I said, mm, I like shithead number three's outfit, you know. You know I like shithead number three. And, like, the crush fizzled out in, like, third grade. Fourth grade comes. Um, that's when I started wearing glasses, right? And they used to tease me and say the meanest thing about me. Like, I, I, I was born with, I was born partially blind. And... But we didn't find out until I was in fourth grade. My fourth grade teacher had to tell my mom, like, hey, she has a problem seeing. 
and we constantly have to move her to the front of the class so could you please get her um eyesight checked out and i remember at that time guys it wasn't cool to wear glasses you see now i wear glasses i look great wearing glasses glasses have changed and evolved now glasses are cool they're beautiful they have different shapes frames this and that at that time we had very limited frames especially for kids my age i was nine for fuck's sake i wasn't gonna start wearing fucking dolce and gabbana i I had an option between like hello kitty and like whatever and this and that you know like i they did they we i didn't have options so i had these hello kitty glasses and my lens was very thick because like i said i'm partially blind and and they would make fun of me so much like i hated wearing my glasses not only that but you know at that time my mom was very scared of me losing my glasses so we she had bought me these strings that connected to the glasses like this and they would hang around my neck like this so whenever i got tired of my glasses i would just take them off and they would hang around my neck right and people would call me grandma because all the old teachers and by old i mean like senior citizen old all the old teachers had like the same strings and stuff like that and it was like my mom bought them for safety she didn't think like i would get bullied neither did i i was like oh me too because at that point i was still not responsible as yet you know i would lose things a lot and my mom didn't want me losing glasses you know how expensive glasses are sometimes and i remember um my mom oh yeah i remember they would make fun of me like oh grandma they would call me grandma they would say oh she can't see or she's blind or how many fingers am i holding by the way when you say that to someone who can't see that's very offensive guys not only is it offensive it's very disrespectful because we can see human beings we're not completely blind things are just blurry but we can see that you're holding four fingers we just can't see a proper outline. at least that's how myopia works i don't know other like eyesight problems but i have myopia and that's how it works like i can see human beings i have to when i'm not wearing my glasses i make sure i memorize other people's body shapes how they walk the size of their heads always 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 i memorize the size of their heads their body shapes and the way they walk and i can tell oh that's my mom or that's my dad or that's my cousin or that's my friend who that's my friend or that's my that's how i you know identify people and also i'm very good with voices and i also memorize the way people walk like the sound of the footsteps like i know how my mom walks i know how my friends walks each and every single one of them have different walks i know who's coming behind me or who's walking towards me or whatever right so yeah stop fucking asking me how many fingers you're holding i can see you're holding five fingers don't be stupid don't be ignorant anyway um so they would make fun of me because of my eyesight and stuff like that and i remember like fourth grade went by fifth grade came through and fifth grade is when i became an actual bitch like if i you think i'm mean now i was mean i was meaner back then like i would say the most wild things please i would cuss out people's mothers right in front of their faces like i didn't care about anyone at that point i would spend each and every fucking single week in detention fifth grade sixth grade worst time in primary school wait give me a second excuse me so 
So fifth grade, I remember waking up on a random day and I was like, oh, fuck everyone in their mom. You know, like, I'm so sick and tired of make, like people making my life very difficult. And at that time, I had started my period. I started my period in fifth grade. And I remember when I started my period, when I hit teenagehood, me and my mom started having beef. I don't know why my mom and I started having beef when I started becoming a teenager. But me and my mom were very close and I would tell her everything. And then teenagehood hit and then I got my period. And then it was like, oh my God, I just feel like she doesn't understand anything I'm going through and stuff like that. And I still feel the same way. Like, I just don't feel like it's, it's a safe space to tell her everything. Like, no, I'm going to tell her what went on in my day, like whatever. But like, you know, like at that time, um, my mom was still very strict. Like she's not strict now because, you know, she has more children. And, you know, when parents have more children, they become very lenient all of a sudden, like, who are these fucking strangers in my house? And what have you done to my parents? Anyway, so um, at that time, my mom was still very strict. And I felt like I couldn't tell her anything. Like I couldn't tell her about crushes and boys. She'd always talk about pregnancy and stuff like that. I'm like, no, man, I'm not. I'm not talking about being sexually active. I'm just talking about I have a crush on this boy. Like whatever, you know, like I at that time, me and my mom started having beef. You know, I don't know why. I feel like when girls, especially in African households, when the firstborn daughter starts to become her own person and starts to have her own thoughts, she starts to, like, all of a sudden, everybody has beef with her. Like, now all of a sudden, I can't have my own thoughts and my own opinion and stuff like that. Like, I want to know what I you know, stuff like that. When I want to know what I or I want to know what I want to know, whatever, like, whatever. And at that time, people in my hood were bullying me. You know, they used to bully me a lot just because I went to a better school on the other side of the city. That was when we still lived in the hood. And because, like, I, I, I spoke English. I didn't really know how to speak my home language at that point. And also they would be mad at everything. If my mom came back home with fucking takeaways because my mom didn't cook on Fridays. If she came home with takeaways, they would be mad. They'd bully me all weekend. If I got a new phone, they'd bully me. If like maybe like I got Christmas clothes because they'd bully me. They know like if I got an award at school like for price giving and stuff like that, and like I would tell them about they I would tell them about it. They would like be like when on like when on like they bully me the like it was so hard. Like not only were people making my my life difficult at school, they were making it hard at home, and I also felt like it wasn't a safe space with my parents at home. So you you know I lost. And then I became depressed in like seventh grade. Anyway, but I'm not done with the whole boy situation. Um, In fifth grade, well, fifth grade, I became a villain. Sixth grade, I started dating this guy. He broke up with me during fucking inter-house athletics in the fucking morning. I didn't even perform my best. I was an athlete in primary school. I didn't perform great because this little boy broke up with me and i really liked him and stuff and then seventh grade this guy was dead to date me because at that point like i was an actual like fucking mean girl like i was a bitch and 
apparently it was there was a bet going around saying whoever can get Ritu to be their like girlfriend, like you win the bet or whatever. I don't know what the fuck he won, but yeah, he won. He managed to convince me to be, his, and it it he asked me to be his girlfriend on Friday. Monday morning he came to me, told me straight to my face, "Hey, I was dead to." Ask you to be my girlfriend. I don't really like you like that. That shattered me. That shattered me. That boy is blocked today. He is blocked. He will will not have access to me ever again. I still haven't forgiven him. Like I hope wherever he is, he's suffering. Bitch, I hope he dies a very gruesome death at that. Anyway. And I remember being like, and I was in seventh grade and I was shattered. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm done with this boy thing. And I wrote off boy th- boys and since then, you know. I, but there was a point in high school where I did with this guy who was very old. But like, that didn't last long. It wasn't really bad or anything. We just broke up because he, it was long distance. So I was like, hmm. Um, yeah. That's why I don't trust men. Oh yeah, no. Also, I have terrible experiences with men. Like the older I grow up, the more my experience and encounters with men becomes more and more dangerous and more and more fucking life-threatening. Like, you know, following me around the more grape. Um sexual harassment i've experienced it all you know mm. Mm. oh yeah mm. i don't trust me at all i don't at all i don't i don't trust them i don't have respect for them and i and i know like other men shouldn't be punished but they should from my point of view Every man should be punished. Like le swaning, can't again. Le swaning. Nala pisa le nadi wa chromosome. Yes. But anyway, yesterday I was chilling with my friends um in between classes, and they were like, <clears throat> my friend Lindo. Lindo Uche. She was like, "Don't you like sometimes yearn to be in a relationship?" I'm like. No, not really. Sometimes I'll go. Sometimes I'll wish to have someone to talk to, you know, like you know, like you know. Sometimes I'll wish to have someone to talk to, to confide in, to confide in, or sometimes I wish and like, you know, when when I don't know someone to gossip with. Like I can't tell my mom everything. Like I mean, hello, no. But she's she's my friend, which is sad as fuck. Because me and my mom are like opposites. So we butt heads a lot. Which is sad as fuck. You know. I mean I'm not saying you shouldn't be friends with your mom. Just. My mom and I. My mom and and I's relationship is very like complicated. And like. I was like. Yeah sometimes I, I yearn to trust someone. Like with my life. To that level you know. But. Then. I remember that bitch, you can afford therapy and you have a therapist, so you can go confide in her. Fuck relationships. Um, and fuck people because 
people are always going to take, take, take. And you're going to give, give, give. And it's really not going to take you anywhere in life. Where has people pleasing ever taken anyone? Let's be fucking honest right now. Where has people pleasing ever taken you? Hmm? How do you feel about yourself? Like, What have you gained from pleasing people and putting other people's feelings, emotions, and, you know, priorities first? People, pe- putting people, putting other people above you. Where has that taken you? Because I can tell you it's not going to take you very far. Like, oh my God, no. I feel nice when I do good things for people. I'm not saying be mean. I'm not saying be mean. I'm not saying be unkind, be unfriendly. You can do all of that, but also set boundaries. And I set really, really strong boundaries, which is why I don't have friends outside school. And I would like to keep it that way because I have terrible experiences with friends. You know, some friends have tried to kill me. Mm, Crazy. Found out some friends have tried to poison me. They always try to sabotage me. Do you ever have a friend that you're always arguing with? Like, always fucking arguing with. Yeah, no. I don't have good things with friends and... I'm a loner. Apparently, people hate loners. I'm like, they always like, oh my god, I thought you were a bitch. I'm like, no, I'm not really a bitch. I'm just protecting my peace. You know, I'm always going to protect my peace. I'm always going to protect my peace. But protecting my peace have has left me friendless, which is probably why I'm not going to have a graduation party and I'm not going to have a 21st party. You're probably just, you know, Take my ass to the beach. It'll just be me, my mom, and my siblings. We'll go to Durban, Cape Town, wherever the beach is. Nice, Nazi, Gama, anywhere affordable, anywhere where we can afford. And we'll just have a good time and, you know, we'll cut cake and chill in the guest house or in the hotel we have booked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a loner. But it's okay to be a loner, you know. Sometimes. To be honest, I love being alone. I just hate feeling lonely. And it hits at the most random times. Like, I'll be trying to sleep and then I'm like, oh my god, you sad ass bitch. But then I wake up in the morning and then usually I drink my antidepressants at a certain time in the morning. My alarm rings and then tells me, hey, bitch, drink your fucking drugs. And then I feel better about myself until nighttime comes and then I have to drink my anxiety medication, my sleeping medication, and then I doze the fuck out. But I, but the only thing that's keeping me going, if I'm being truthful with you guys, the only thing that's really keeping me going is the fact that I've already envisioned my life. Kidding. I already know the kind of, the kind of life I want. I've already seen it. I already know where I want to be in the next 10, 20 years. And I'm not going to stop until I get that. No matter how much I'm tr- I'm gonna, I try to kill myself or whatever, this and that, like, I'm, I'm not stopping. I have to get there. 
You know, there's so many people that have told me I'm never going to get there. And I have to show them that, hey, remember you told me this at break in high school? We were sitting on the fucking benches and you said I was never going to get here. I'm here now. How do you feel about yourself? Where are you? Hmm, bitch. <sighs> and that's the only thing that keeps me going. Yeah, and... Yeah, the most, I mean, the most powerful thing to ever be is to be underestimated. I have it written right here on my whiteboard. Sometimes the most powerful thing to be is underestimated. It is when you're underestimated, you hold such great power. Like, let them underestimate you. Let them think that you can never achieve things like that and just surprise them, you know? Yeah, and remember why you started, and also keep going, no matter how much how hard it gets. Like the other day, I had slept at two a.m. because I have insomnia, and I had run out of sleeping pills, and I had to be awake at six a.m. And I remember when my alarm rang, and I was like, no. But then I was like, resting is for losers. Lo- losers rest; they get a lot of sleep, you know. Are you a loser? You're not a loser, right? So get your ass up and go to school because you said you wanted to graduate, right? On time with fucking distinctions. So get your ass up and go to work. You know, the Kim Kardashian reference. Get it? Never mind. Um, so yeah, I'm never going to stop. Uh oh, who's banging doors? And I'm never gonna. I hope I get to a point where I also trust men, Shem. Because even when I speak to my mom and I tell her I, I go, I go, men are pieces of shit. Well, I don't say it like that because I'm not allowed to cuss in front of my mom, but she gets it. And she'd be like, do not all men. But my mom has found a man that loves her unconditionally. You know, I'm like, mm. every time I try this. Jolo thing, whether it's with a girl, with a man. I don't feel like anybody understands me to a level where I want them to understand me. And also, I don't feel like people prioritize me the way I prioritize them. So, I keep my distance until I'm content with where I want to be professionally and academically. Then I'll be like, okay, let me actually, you know, I go to therapy to release. I don't go to therapy to become a better person. That's me being honest right now. Like, yeah, I go to therapy so I can talk to someone because I have no one to talk to. I don't go to therapy to become a better person. As soon as I leave therapy, I forget everything she told me. I'm always like, oh, it felt great to talk to someone. And then I leave. Um, But... Um, maybe when I am where I want to be professionally and where I'm, I want to be um, academically, then I will go to therapy to actually work on myself. Until then, I'm chilling and I'm always going to hustle and grind and I'm never going to stop. You guys are never going to stop hearing from me 
you know, tune in every fucking Saturdays, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I enjoy telling you guys about my life. Well, that's not half of it. That's not even the tip of the iceberg, babe. Uh, but at least you guys understand why I have a deep-rooted hate for men and that gender, you know, PTSD and stuff. We'll get more into that in the next coming episodes. But um, don't forget to subscribe if you guys are listening on Apple Music. Please follow um, my podcast channel. Follow me on Spotify um, and on all podcast streaming platforms. I'm everywhere. Um, yeah, and I hope the right people are listening. I don't want to get to. I don't want to get on the wrong side of the internet, and then people are dragging me because I'm. You know, like, my job here is not to fucking motivate people. My job here is to fucking just speak my truth. You know, there are many podcasts that are out there talking about pop culture, out there talking about unpopular opinions and this and that. Like, if you want to hear other people's opinions of fucking science bougie trending or this and that, then go listen to other podcasts. But if you want to better yourself and grow and understand why you are the way you are, and come listen to me speak to a mic and a camera. To a bunch of in- strangers on the internet. But I love you guys. The other day I was on live and telling my followers that I love them so much. I don't think you understand. I-, I have the right people following me. Like I have found my niche. Even if I say well things, my followers will never be like, oh, I disagree with you. They always like, Ree. you know, like, and I'm always like, okay, I'm sorry. <sighs> like they get me. I feel like. You know, they understand that I'm a lunatic and they're also lunatics because lunatics follow each other. Um, but we get each other. Also, my subscribers get me. And I just hit 200 subscribers. I'm so excited. The other day, I was I was literally celebrating. I tried to call my brother, but he's always busy. He's in eighth grade. It's, he's Eighth grade is kicking his ass. And he encourages me to post and to be consistent. And he wants to see me grow too. Um He's my best friend, my broke best friend. And then I have my youngest brother who's seven. I He's also my bo- broke best friend, but he said he's not my broke best friend anymore because he has 105 rands saved up. He saved up 105 rands. So he's normal my broke friend. The other time on video call, he said, I'm not your broke friend anymore. I'm not your broke best friend anymore. I now have money. So he's my not broke fist best friend anymore um and i love them my biggest support system you know every time i shoot tiktoks or they want to dance with me or they help me when i when i film at home they help me set up they help me with everything so i love them to death and shout out to them shout out to my followers don't forget again don't forget to subscribe don't forget to follow my podcast channels on spotify and all and Apple Music and all spot podcast things, streaming sites. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Bye, guys. <laughs>